Doom Patrol, Negative Man, Elastigirl, Robot Man. Someone wants the Doom Patrol reunited. Your every word and action is being broadcast across the planet. Now, Monsieur Mana! Well done, my Doom Patrol. Well done. It is too late for you, Calder. Your beloved patrol is doomed. Hello and welcome to Waiting for Doom, the Doom Patrol podcast, where we're waiting for Doom Patrol so much that we've done 150 episodes of this. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> yes, hello, I'm Mike. You can find me on Twitter at AvantGarb. You can reach us at WaitingForDoom.com or via email at WaitingForDoom at gmail.com. You can also find the Waiting for Doom for Doom Facebook page, and uh, we're also uh, available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Podbean.com, and Spotify. We're all over the place, Paul. We are, we are. We are. Um, yeah, and I'm Paul, as you gave away. With your <laughs> spoiler there. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at reading underscore Hicks, H-O-X, and you can get in touch with our sentient show Twitter account, Wilfred, at WFD Pod. Hey, Wilfred, happy 150th. Oh, humans. Is it really a spoiler warning if I'm giving your name away at the 150th episode, though? I don't know. I don't really? know. It depends who our audience is. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Welcome, everyone, to our special 150th episode. Um, it's been a long time coming, but we're finally here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all it took was 149 other episodes before this. Yeah. Yeah. And, Easy you know, peasy. Yeah. It's it's like nothing, you know. It's like <laughs> it's like it all only happened yesterday. Anyway, uh, how have you been in in your week and a bit of comics and and life and such, Paul? Oh, I'm I'm very good. I'm, I'm up on the new comics. I've been reading a few of the new comics this week. Oh, yeah. I I've got to say, I really like House of X. Hawks, okay, as they call it, yes. Hicks on Hawks. That's a new podcast coming soon. No, oh, it's God. really good. Um, it's good fun. I like what Jonathan Hickman is doing with the X Men. It's different. I mean, I'm a bit of a, a fair weather X Men person. I sort of jump on when uh, someone who's uh, exciting is writing it. Like I jumped on for Grant Morrison, mm-hmm. and uh, I read a bit of the Josh Whedon. Uh, Joss Whedon. Yep. He should fix his name. It's really hard to say. Um, <laughs> and. I've also been reading other new comics. So, oh, Deceased, um, I think it's called A Good Day to Die, The Deceased that came out this week. Man, what an issue. Oh, oh haven't read it. it yet, haven't read it yet. But oh, I'm going to give you something away. Okay. Uh, John Constantine, Headbutts, Wave Rider. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is a spoiler I do not mind. <laughs> <laughs> if that appeals to you, go and get some. It's really good. Wow. Cool, cool. Yeah. And um, Lois Lane had some exciting stuff. Lois Lane number three out this week. So okay. It had something that I'm very curious about to see uh, continued in issue four. Oh. Very curious. Okay. And I read that uh, Millennium thing, which is sort of bridging the gap between uh, the, the current day and the future with the Legion of Superheroes. Oh, yes. So, yes. Yeah. You'll have to check that out if you're going to get on board with the Legion this time. I right? am. I, I have that got, on, got Millennium on order. I've got Legion on order. So, you know. I'm, I'm diving in. I'm I'm committed. Yeah, I'm for them to, to turn up. Yeah, but um, the framing device for Legion is, let's call it bloody weird. So, <laughs> not like, what I was expecting at all. Right, right. Yes, but I did like some of the you know jaunting about into the future bit by bit. Mm-hmm. Like there's a character in there who turns out that she's immortal, and yes. um, she yeah weird weird. She's never been immortal before. Okay. But, yeah, interesting. 
Anyway, what about you? What about you, Mike? Tell me about um, you. Caught up on some Batman and the Outsiders, uh, and yes, as you mentioned online, Rachel Ghoul is in there. You know, it's like wow. Yeah. You know that, that so that was cool. Uh, I've got uh, on, on uh, finished epi- issue. God, I can't talk tonight. Issue 41 of Black Science, there's only two of those to go. Uh, issue 7 of Crowded, where they, uh, the, the women, uh, run away to Las Vegas, and they have a <laughs> brilliant fight scene in like this, um, it's kind of like a, a, a tube train. Tra- yeah. Yeah, and, and except, um, of course, it all goes to hell in a handbasket, and the, the tube starts rotating all the way around. And there's a brilliant fight scene in that. It was just so well executed, uh, the art for that. Uh, some detective comics, um, kind of an okay story with the Spectre, um, in there, which was kind of weird, but, you know, looked nice. So, you know. Um, and, and, I, uh, finally, I did mention a while ago, I picked up, uh, annual Two of Justice League of America, uh, which has got the first appearance of like Gypsy and Vibe and and Steve. oh yeah yeah yeah, uh, and I finally got around to reading that, and I realised this is the first thing I've ever read from the Detroit era of the Justice League. Wow! And I had wow. no I've idea. Only, I've read their death where they all get killed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, that was that was kind of corny and and weird and and cool to see all at once. I was like, oh wow, okay, I've. I'm experiencing the Detroit era that I've heard about before yet have never read before. So that was kind of interesting. I didn't mind mm. it. It was good. Right. So I'll be looking forward to some more of that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty, m- oh, and I'm still powering through the golden age of Batman volume two, which reprints, uh, stories from, uh, 1940s Batman and detective comics issues. And I was going really well with it until I got to one particular story, uh, which just stumped me, Paul. It stumped me. Yeah. It was from Detective Comics 53 from July of 1941, and the story is titled Viola Vane. And Viola is a down-on-luck actress who has lied to her parents uh, about being you know, a famous celebrity actress in Gotham City. Uh, and Bruce Wayne hears about this, and so he gets Batman to go around <laughs> town and rig things and set things up so that um, she, when her parents come to town, everyone will be saying, "Oh, there's that famous Viola Vane," and I'm like, "This is a Batman story. This wow. is this is really weird. How he's helping out this liar, basically." <laughs> So, it's like a Goldie Horn comedy from the eighties, is it? Yeah, kinda. Yeah. yeah it yeah. was just really weird. weird and I was like, Yeah, I need a break from this book. But anyway, comics weird and wonderful and we love them and we hate them all at once. But um, Oh, they're a they're a bumpy ride, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So um <laughs> anyway, how about we take the bumpy ride over and have a look at what's going on at the news desk? Sure. Okay, in Doomtron News, there's an article on Gizmodo uh, dropped this week, or in fact today, and it's uh, about the Doom Patrol showrunner drops hints of what to expect in Season 2. And uh, I'm reading it live right now because I haven't read it. And um, <laughs> Jeremy Carver 
explained how the rather wild developments that close out Doom Patrol's first season are more or less clear signposts about where the show is going as it continues. Uh, Niles Calder has found his long-lost daughter, Dorothy, spoilers, and the two are going to bond, but the young metahuman's powers are sure to become a source of consternation. Oh, Dorothy will be a problem with her powers. Yes, that makes sense. Her powers are chaotic. Uh, She's a legitimately deadly force. Uh, They have to figure out what to do. Uh, They all have parental baggage or issues with children that they have had. Now they have a child in their midst who is very demanding because of superpowers, and she has them that are somewhat uncontrollable. Uh, Yep, standard Dorothy stuff. (laughs) Uh, Before the team ends up dealing with Dorothy, Season 2 will focus on them figuring out how to get back to their proper adult sizes, because they were tiny at the end of Season 1. I've forgotten that, yes. Season 2 will air sometime in 2020 in the US. So, mm, okay, interesting. Well, it's good they've got an idea for Season 2 and not just winging it like we do. (laughs) Yeah, we're so well prepared for this romantic episode. <laughs> romantic? That's not even a word. God, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm really tired. It's been a long week. It's been a very long week. <laughs> no, I hear you. Um, but yeah, there was a new cover revealed for Doom Patrol issue 4 from uh, Nick Darrington, which is a, a shipperific cover of uh, Flex Mento and Rita. Mm. Very nice. Yes. Yes, I I, I reckon they're going to get together. Yeah. I fully support that. Yeah, and they look very fit and healthy and active on the yeah. cover. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, really nice cover, fun. Another fun one. Um, good, what's that ticking, Mike? Uh, that, well, you should know by now at 150 episodes, but it is Paul the Doom Clock. Oh, whoa. Yeah, I know. Call me unaware. <laughs> So, it has been just on four weeks since we had a new Doom Patrol book on the shelves, that being issue two of Doom Patrol Weight of the Worlds, otherwise known as issue 13 of volume six, and that came to us from Jared Way, James Harvey, Jeremy Lambert, Abby Lupine, Nick Darrington, Andy Curry, and Molly Mahan. That issue saw Cliff Steele return to a robotic form, the team help avert a space divorce, as well as the transformation of Larry Trainer into the positive man, and we discussed this issue back in episode 148. Issue 3 of Weight of the Worlds, featuring interior art by Evan Doc Shaner, do you mind, Paul? Mm. Issue 3 is out this week, September 4th, 2019 to be exact, and we will be discussing it very shortly in Doomsplaining. Good? Yeah, I know. Hooray. Wow. Uh, but first, it is time for the This Week in Doom Patrol History guessing game, Paul. Are you Ooh, ready? Okay. Of course I'm ready, yes. Okay, I'm going to roll the eight-sided Doom die. And, oh no, you're getting three. Three. <laughs> oh, We're firing on all cylinders this episode. Oh, okay. Um, look, is look. it volume? Is it volume two? Uh, it is not volume two. Oh. Is it issue seventeen? Lower. <laughs> is it issue seventeen? <laughs> no. Uh, all right, lower than seventeen. Um. Oh, let's go issue 13. Lower. And that that's deals... Not, got, that's my questions, man. <laughs> you were so very close with it, though. It was issue 12... Oh, of, no! ...of Doom Patrol Volume 3. 
which went oh. on sale for $2.50 American on September 4th of 2002, with a cover date of November of that year. That story was titled South of Heaven, and was brought to us by John Arcudi, Tanning Huat, Bob Lappin, Guy Major, and Andrew Helfer. That issue gave us the backstory of the fallen angel Realm, and showed the patrol leading an uprising in hell against him, with one scene featuring Robot Man performing a very disarming manoeuvre against him. Eh? Because Cliff <laughs> detached his arm and literally lobbed it at Realm's head. Uh. Yes, yes. Uh, we covered this story all the way back in episode 121 from April of 2018. And you can find that in the Doom dossier for volume 3 over on waitingfordoom.com. So mm. you can check that out for further details. And that is it for the Doom Clock this week. You know what it sounds like when Realm drives past? What? Realm. <laughs> That's so stupid, yet I'm laughing so much. <laughs> 150 episodes. Yep. <laughs> comedy conquered at last. Comedy gold. <laughs> Champagne comedy. Uh, uh, all right. If you rebuild it, they will go. They burned it down. If you rebuild it, they will come. You didn't hear them? Thank you, pardon. The voice. If you rebuild it, they will go. They blew it up. If you rebuild it, they will come. They demolished it. If you rebuild it, they will go. But horror has a permanent address. Welcome to my home. The house of Frankenstein lives. You see, uh, we began a project a few years ago, but unfortunately, it was it was interrupted. And we're most anxious to take it up again. In September and October, the Fire and Water Podcast Network presents a Supermates tradition, covering four classic horror films and four related comic book adventures. I must find more victims before my work is done. You need look no further, Vampirus. We'll take the bat jet to the Hall of Justice and transform the other super friends. <laughs> Featuring an all-star cast. James Spader. Are you crazy? Jack Nicholson. Oh, just marking my territory. Anthony Hopkins. She lives beyond the grace of God, a wanderer in the outer darkness. Lon Chaney Jr. One becomes accustomed to the darkness here. Michelle Pfeiffer. You're afraid that when it gets dark, you'll attack me. Vincent Price. Let's, uh... See what the rest of this mausoleum looks like. Gary Oldman. Enters freely of your own will and leave some of the happiness you bring. Winona Ryder. I almost feel pity for anything so hunted as this count. Peter Cushing. I am a doctor of medicine, law, and physics. To the best of my knowledge, doctorates are not awarded for witchcraft. But if ever they are, no doubt I shall qualify for one. And Keanu Reeves. Doctor! This Halloween, visit our field of screams at the scenic House of Frankenstein where terror is only a listen away. <laughs> Adventures into the Unknown Tales from the Crypt Skeleton Hand The Haunt of Fear Dark Shadows Vampirella The Haunted Tank The Heap Eerie 
Swamp Thing, Weird Mysteries, Tomb of Dracula, Tales of the Unexpected, Werewolf by Night, The Demon, Man Thing, Monster of Frankenstein, Brother Voodoo, The Son of Satan, Night Force, The Living Mummy, The Sandman, Tomb of Darkness, Evil Ernie, Saga of the Swamp Thing, Flinch, Hellblazer, Thirty Days of Night, Preacher, The Walking Dead. What do these titles have in common? All of them, from Adventures into the Unknown, to Tales from the Crypt, to the House of Mystery, to the Tomb of Dracula, may be found in the Long Box of Darkness. I'm your host, Herman Lowe. Join me every Monday night for a journey into comic book horror as we delve into the secrets of the Long Box of Darkness. So listen if you dare, puny mortals, to the Long Box of Darkness, available on Stitcher, iTunes, and Podbean. And check out the blog at www.longboxofdarkness.com. Good night, and pleasant screams. <laughs> And now, for the 150th time, it's the part of the show where we talk about something to do with Doom Patrol. Yeah, that's what it says here, Doom Patrol. We're going to talk about the Doom Patrol. And today, we're looking at the brand new, hot off the presses, smoking, still fresh ink, wet-looking issue three of Doom Patrol, <laughs> Way to the Worlds. So I got stumbling there, but I'm, I've recovered my word. Yeah, oh, good thing you didn't mention it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice recovery. <laughs> I don't think anyone noticed. But, but, uh, we'll yeah, work it so, out in post. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> Mike, what is Doom Patrol issue three, Way to the Worlds? What's it got? Oh, what hasn't it got? Paul, well, let me tell you. It's titled Time in Goliath. It's written by Jared Way, Jeremy Lambert, and Steve Orlando. Art is by Evan Doc Shaner, be still my beating heart, with colours by Tamara Von Villain and letters by Simon Boland. Uh, the covers are, the main cover is by Nick Darrington with a variant cover by Jay Anacleto. I hope I pronounced that right, Jay. Uh, and it was edited by Andy Curry and Maggie Howell. Uh, so the Nick Darrington cover has uh, a really cool image of a green chimpanzee. Obviously, Garfield Logan, Beast Boy. Reading a book called My Greatest Adventure by someone who the author's name has to be Steve Dayton. It's not, <laughs> it's, it's, it look, just looks like it. Yeah. And the, the variant cover is a really cool black and white piece, uh, which has got the team riding around like an old 50s convertible, and poor old Robot Man's head is like the, um, the, the front piece. The, the hood car. ornament. The hood ornament, that's the word I'm looking for. And everyone yeah. else is just, you know, cruising along. I really like that piece. That's very cool. It's right. very album cover, isn't it? Yes. Yes. It is. And I love that uh, 
that Larry is driving and Hank is sitting on his lap. (laughs) 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 And again, it's got Rita draping herself over Flex. You know, mm-hmm. so they're Ooh. they're pu- they're pushing it. I'm buying it. You know, um, I am here for that ship. So yes, but anyway, uh, when we last saw this version of the Patrol in Word of the Worlds issue two, which we covered in episode 148 from August of 2019, the team had just helped prevent a space divorce, while Larry Trainer found himself overcome with positive energy and transformed into the Positive Man. And continuing on from that story, well. This issue does not. (laughs) (laughs) No, it does not. No, it does not. Uh, This story opens with a grown-up Lucius Reynolds leaving the offices of Doom Incorporated private detectives and heading towards a scrapyard to meet up with the rest of his team. Rita Farr, who for some reason looks similar to uh, Mako from Alien Legion, Fug, who is Fug, and someone who's called JC, who we learn, thanks to a handy editor's note, is the result of Casey Brink being absorbed into Crazy Jane's psyche and becoming the sole personality. And apparently that happened in issue 21, according to that crazy editor's note. Bit of wishful thinking there. But anyway, JC is seated in a dilapidated ambulance, uh, presumably Danny, and complaining that while seated within helps her focus, she's still hitting a brick wall and unable to access the underground in order to contact Jane. Lucius rounds the team up and in answer to Rita's question as to where Cliff is, he leads them downtown where apparently there's been another murder. We then see Robot Man, decked out in a suit, trench coat and fedora, walking towards the Goliath City Police Department, reading a pulp novel titled Requiem for a Crime Lord. He arrives at a bizarre scene of numerous destroyed bodies of robot policemen, all of whom look vaguely similar to Cliff himself. Take several drinks, everyone. (laughs) Lots of drinks. Lots of drinks. Oh, my God. I'm adding that to the uh, Take a Drink page on WaitingForDoom.com. The rest of the patrol arrive on the scene, and Cliff tells them it's another dead end, just like every clue they've come across in this case. He then begins ranting about how hopeless the situation seems, that Flex heroed himself into oblivion, Danny is dead, it'll be a shock if Larry Trainer isn't dead, and for the last few decades they've been trapped in a seemingly endless city that keeps growing in size. Lucius reminds Cliff then that it's only actually been 11 years, and he then summons forth a spirit to inhabit the head of one of the dead Robocops in order to hack its memories. And this is where the team learned the cops were headed to the old abandoned bank on 5th Street. And at that same moment, Cliff is leafing through a pulp novel he finds on one of the robot bodies, and in a weird coincidence, the paragraph he scanned also mentions an old bank. Weird. Hmm. Hmm. However, before the team can move on, Cliff is suddenly struck in the head with a baseball bat, wielded by a gangster wearing a monster mask. The patrol realise that they've been surrounded by a group we learn is called the Syndicate, and though the patrol try to fight them off, they get Lucius to open a portal to help them escape. Thankfully, Lucius teleports them right outside the bank, and as they enter, his magical abilities sense a being inside a massive vault, and Cliff knocks that open to reveal Beast Boy! <gasps> Yes, Garfield Logan is there. He embraces his adopted mother, Rita, before telling the team he's got no idea how long he's been locked up in there by the syndicate, and he can't change out of his current monkey form. 
As the team discusses what's been going on, Gar reveals that the books are linked, narrating clues to the murders of the police, and his discovery of this is why the Syndicate locked him up in the first place. And it's also why the Syndicate are always one step ahead of the patrol. So without the Goliath police around to keep the Syndicate in check, the whole system is rigged against the patrol. And they decide to take them on directly for answers. This involves heading to their HQ, getting JC to burst them through a wall uh, with a taxi van, and have the patrol fight their way through several floors until they finally come across the mysterious author of all these books. And they're seated on a throne made from books with a holograph of Goliath City floating midair and their special Mento helmet being powered by cables plugged into Negative Man's chest. It's a disheveled looking Steve Dayton. (laughs) (coughs) Do you mean to say hologram or holograph? Uh, Either or. You know what I mean. Okay. (laughs) Look, it's been a long week. (laughs) (laughs) And so we learn that Goliath City is all an alternate reality created by Steve Dayton. He tells the team that years ago, Cliff's new body upgrades got so out of control that Robot Man became a planet, and Planet Cliff was a threat to all. The only way to stop it was for the Mentor Helmet to consume the planet, somehow, and the resulting telepathic shockwave scrambled everyone's memories and fed on Steve's thoughts to create the city, and the Syndicate, which represented his own fears. But now Dayton starts panicking during this conversation with Cliff, because obviously, to him, it was all for naught if Cliff still lives, and history will repeat itself. I know what needs to be done, yells Steve, before donning the Mentor Helmet and disappearing in a flash of light. JC suddenly comes up with her own plan to stop Steve from repeating history and gets Negman to zap her into Jane's underground, just like he did with Cliff when Jane was leading the cult of the Multiform back in issue 6 of volume 6, which we covered from episode 92 from April of 2017. And so with a quick zap, we soon see Casey as herself within one of Jane's underground stations. Before long, she's found a train, powered it up, and has it running at full speed in order to get a message to Jane and save the patrol. But as the train launches off into a white nothingness, we're brought back into the present, with the current, quote-unquote, normal version of the patrol looking at the reader as the team crowds around them whilst they're all standing around in Danny Land. We soon learn that they are looking through Steve Dayton's eyes uh, as he's landed back in time, but he can't remember a thing. Right. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, I read this twice because the first time I read it, I didn't understand what was happening. Mm-hmm. And um, it sort of three quarters, four fifths of the way through explains what's happening suddenly, and suddenly it makes sense. So rereading it again, it made a lot more sense the second time, and I enjoyed it. And I think it's probably my favourite issue of um, Volume Seven or Weight of the Worlds, whatever we're calling this, um, yes. so far. And the the art is um, mwah, Chef's Kiss. Well, of course, it's Doc Shana. <laughs> <laughs> Anything less than mwah is just unacceptable. You know, yeah. the, the, the man can look. I don't care whether people think I'm being subjective because I am not shy about my love for his his work. But he he is. I think he's one of the best comic artists ever. He can he can do no wrong in my eyes, and I think that's a fairly objective call as well. He's a great artist. You know, he's he's one of the best. So. Um, but I'd like you, I have read it a couple of times as well, and you're right, it is, the first read is difficult. 
Yeah. Because we've basically wandered in mid-story again. and Mid-noir mid story. Yes, yes. So, yeah, it's, it's a little bit different. Uh, mm. And it's a bit of a head-scratcher, but the, the first read is, is a little bit rough. Mm. It reminded me, you know, it, you know what it reminded me? It reminded me of Dark City, the Alex Proyas film. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I, yeah. I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, that, that's about a city that's growing and changing and stuff. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And there were shadowy figures running around in that as well. So Yeah, there were, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, I find three issues in. I find myself that this comic is spending so much time up in the air that I just wish it would land sometime and do mm-hmm. a bit of characterization with the people. I mean, yeah. like I was very happy to see Beast Boy, but I was immediately disappointed that he's stuck in a chimpanzee form, so he's just a chimpanzee boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, which isn't the appeal of the character, to be honest. No, no. no. Um, and um, I'm sure you were delighted to see Mento back. I thought, you know what, the stars have aligned. I get to do the <laughs> synopsis for a, a Doom Patrol comic that Doc Shana has drawn. Yes. I, I was like, I, I was over the moon. And then <laughs> I get to that page and I'm yeah. like, that's Mento. That's fucking Mento. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it's a, it's a, a, Sweet pill with a bitter inside for you. It's it. Yes, yes. Look, yeah. I, I. That's the thing. It, it's. I. You know. I. I love Doc Shana. I hate Mento. It's. It's very bittersweet. Um. But that. That said, I think his characterization in this, for the most part, is kind of good. It sounds like he would try and do the right thing in his own weird kind of way, to save the day. You know, yeah, yeah, well, we don't know where Mento is in this continuity. Is he the, you know, manipulative manipulative scumbag that, uh, you know, basically played with um, Rita's brain and mm. emotions? Or is it the one who never did this? Because we don't know where the continuity is at this point. We're not sure. It's all up in the air, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and that's that's the thing. It's... Like, like you were saying, you want it to just come and land somewhere. As as much as I'm enjoying these weird vignettes, you know, these these weird little scenes that happen and then just move on to the next one. There's, no, I, I'm, yeah, you're right. Three issues in, I'm starting to need some sort of connective tissue. Yeah, it's like every every time you read an issue of this run, it's all sort of crazy and wacky. It's like um, having. Pop Rocks every meal, and occasionally, you know, Pop Rocks are great in if you have them once or twice, but uh, yeah. having them for every meal is, you know, you're going to commit suicide after a while. <laughs> let's not hope, let's hope it doesn't get quite that drastic. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I agree with you, it's, it's, it needs something, it, it's, it's got the great art, it's got the interesting stories, it, it just needs something a little bit more, it needs, I don't know, more... Something, something that connects them more. Because at the moment, the only sense I'm getting uh, about anything to do with the, the weight of any worlds is possibly the size that the cast is becoming. Uh, because <laughs> the cast is already large enough, and now we've just added Mento, and somewhere in there is, is Garfield Logan. But, yeah, did Gar... We didn't see Gar come back to the present. He was trapped in the weird alternate 
Yeah, I don't think he's going to visit the team, but I mean, would they have room anyway? There's 48 uh, members right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah. And I wanted to see what happened with Positive Man. That was, yeah. you know, I thought we'd come back to that, and it's like, nah. I mean, all we get to see is um, Larry has hair showing now, mm-hmm. um, and he wears—he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. So yeah. that seems—I mean, that—that that is pretty positive. If I was wearing Hawaiian <laughs> shirts, I'd be more positive. Yeah. Um, yeah. You never thought of Magnum as a downer guy, did you? No, not at all. No. He was living the life, wasn't he? Gosh, he was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so, but yeah, I was, I was eager to see more of that continued, and you know, not. So maybe that'll happen in uh, the next issue, which promises. The final, finally, we'll go into Destiny Beach. Yes. Yeah. So, um, hopefully, a, a flex-centric issue coming up. Well, I, I believe so, and and you know, hopefully, there'll be a bit more relationship building between the team there for you know at least part of the storyline because it's just it's it's like they they've almost got it there. Yeah, you know, it, it's got yeah, it it just needs I don't know like so. It's like when we're talking about Volume Five, okay? We have yep. the the underlying thing, you know, kind of possible thread of what is Thea Jost up to, you know? Why is he, you know, uh, getting Animal Vegetable Mineral Man on side, and you know, uh, what is Niles really up to on Oolong Island? You know, there, there's these weird little plots. There's nothing really like that in this current volume. Um, yeah. And and I think that is what's missing. It needs something to connect it. Because, yeah, otherwise it's just, here is this weird skit that we are doing in this issue, the end. See you next month for the <laughs> next weird skit, you know, which is, yeah, it's entertaining and it's interesting. But, yeah, three issues in, and I have a bad feeling that we are probably almost at the halfway point for this volume, based on the, you know, not really clues that we were given when we mm. spoke with Jeremy Lambert. Because my prediction is that... This volume will only go to the end of the year, right? Um, and then, yeah, you, I, I think six to eight issues in total, and then Weight of the Worlds will wrap up, and then there will be another little break. For yeah, who knows how long? So, if we're at issue three of potentially six or eight, you know, it's it's like I don't know. I just need I just need something a little bit more. But uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's like I mean. Superficially, if you look at the history of the Doom Patrol set, you can say, oh, weirdness, that's the thing that is the Doom Patrol. But it, it's not that. It, it's There's a whole lot of emotional engagement and there's uh, challenging social stuff and interactions between people. I mean, the character relationships are, mm, yeah. are really interesting and progressive. Um, and at times, it's it's just a superhero comic. And at times, it's like a... You know, it's a freaky Fantastic Four type comic, yep. but it can be all these things. It doesn't always have to, you know. Let's let's have it weird all the time because that's what the Doom Patrol is. It, it's it's more than that, and I think we saw that in TV show. Like it had some really weird things, but it also had some, you know, it tackled some incredibly deep, you know, things in society and you know yep. social situations with the characters and all of the characters dealing with you know pain and the, you know the regrets inside themselves and you know mm. acceptance and disability all this sort of stuff and doom patrol can have all that it doesn't have to be one thing no. i mean I, I could be uh, you know we could have a series straight after this 
which would be set in the DC universe in amongst, you know, the Justice League and stuff, and that would work fine too. Mm, yep. You know? yep. But, I mean, that's what I love about the Doom Patrol is that, you know, all the different textures and varieties of stories, you know, the different, you know, experiences that are there. So I don't always want it to be the same thing. I want it to, uh, I want it to be different and, you know, change and it, yeah. And I, I'd love it to see it do something that we've never seen it do before. Yeah, which is why I feel weird saying all this stuff, because on the one hand it is, um, but yeah, it's just, you're right, it needs some uh, some sort of more more depth to it or something. Because you're right, you're exactly right, you look at the 60s, uh, even that had, um, you know, it built the relationships up, you know, where we saw Rita meet Steve, and you know, they got married, and they adopted Gar Logan, you know, and they yeah. were still being superheroes, and that was in the 60s. Uh, and they still had weird, you know, one-off, uh, you know, monster of the week type stories all the time. Sure. It's just that, yeah, we need that now as well, <laughs> you know? Because um, cause I am enjoying this run, but just, just not as much as I want to. I just need something else in there to kick it in the backside and, yeah. But you, you're absolutely spot on, Paul. It's, it's, the patrol can be all those things. And we're only getting sort of part of that now. <laughs> but it's on time every month. I'll say that. Well, that's yeah, that, that is true. Yes, you know, that's the thing. It's like we're getting all this good stuff, but also, you know, it's uh yeah. Anyway, I think we've uh, doomed playing this one fairly well. Um, sure, <laughs> <laughs> for a given value of wealth, yeah, yeah. Oh, but the art, the art. Ooh. Oh my god, the art. Okay, yes, the art. If anyone ever wants to get me something for my birthday or for Christmas, Doc Shane or Doom Patrol art, always a good thing, you know? <laughs> but seriously, how good was the art? It was fantastic. And Tamron's colours in this, you know, the, the muted noir stuff when it needed to be, and then bright and colourful when they're fighting all these crazy masked gangsters. In the yeah. Syndicate HQ. It was so well done. <laughs> they, they, it look, it, Yeah, it's a gorgeous-looking issue. It, it can't be faulted in that. The art is fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> yeah. And we're really getting old man Steve Dayton now, aren't we? He's yeah. Bedraggled and really, you know, hairy. Which is fine. It means he's closer to death. Um, and <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> You know, oh, yeah. Steve Dayton, I will not shed a tear for you when you finally kick the bucket. <laughs> I really want to know if he's still the fifth richest man in the world. So. <laughs> you, I, you know, that is a fair question. You know, um, <laughs> I, I want to know how the Mentor Helmet was able to absorb Planet Cliff. Mm. You know, I... Yeah. I I can get that, you know, if if Cliff was being such a good hero that his upgrades just went berserk, and over time he, you know, grew into this planet-sized thing. But then, yeah, how did the Mentor Helmet absorb him? Really? Mm. Com comic book science? Ah, there we go. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. My bad. My bad, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Okay, yeah. Uh, so art loved it. Cannot fault the art at all. Story, it was it was okay, but it took yeah, it, it took me a couple of reads to get my head around what was going on. 
and it was it was okay. I think yeah, <laughs> you need to read it more than once. Yeah. yeah. Bit of a thinker. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right, done. But Evan Doc Shane is art. <laughs> Yes, yes, Mike, I know. No, no, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> there was the art in the comic, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good, so good. <laughs> all right. And now it is time for the Mailbag of Doom, where this week uh, we are giving away the Doom Patrol Silver Age Omnibus to one lucky randomly drawn winner. Uh, so we ask... Are we really doing that? We are really doing this. We're look. Yeah. I put the I put the photo of the omnibus um, out there in the interweb, so there's proof. Uh, in order to randomly determine the number, we have given each of the entries uh, a number, and I will create a short video of the random number generator that I will use, uh, which comes to us courtesy of calculatorsoup.com. That's calculatorsoup.com for all your random number generating needs. Um, yep. So yes, big thanks to calculatorsoup.com. <laughs> right. So, how uh, many uh, entries did we get, Mike? We got oh, Paul. Whew, we got a grand total of nineteen. 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 Entries. That's a bit uneven. Do you want me to put my name in just to bring it up to an even twenty? No, no, that's that's fine, Paul. You that's, sure? I don't mind. No, no, that's that would be a little bit unfair, you know. <laughs> To, I mean, look, sure, I'll, I will ask you what your favourite episode is afterwards, but I, I think to kick things off, uh, let us go through the entries, shall we? Okay. Okay. Uh, so first off, we heard from Mason Radcliffe, uh, who said that his favourite episode was uh, episode 9, 1960s comic book science couldn't save Giacomo. And Mason said, this is my favourite episode because I own a copy of issue 89 that I found in a box in my grandma's basement, and I've never heard any podcast talk about it before this one. Thanks, and congrats on getting to 150. Thanks, Mason. Thanks, Mason. Mm. Long time listener, first time caller. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The second entry we got from was Clinton Robison, and he said... My favourite episode is episode 95, which is Jail May 2017, Justice Part 11. Wow, yeah. I remember that, Mike. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And he said, why? Because you had the most amazing guest star in all of the co- coffee-themed podcastosphere. Podcastosphere. <laughs> On it. Yes, me. Him. He was excited because he was in the episode. I'm just going <laughs> to truncate this. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Clinton, for making Paul work hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he said, honestly, I find it's my favourite because of the wonderful time I had getting to podcast with you two, as well as being a part of Jail May, which has somehow managed to continue on since. Yeah, Jail May, quite yeah. a thing. Mm. Uh, congratulations on 150 episodes of Waiting for Doom. Somehow, Wilfred hasn't managed to slaughter the two of you yet, so maybe we'll <laughs> get together for another 150 out of you. Uh, mm. At least if they keep making Doom Patrol po- comics. Well, we could probably just talk about it anyway. Yeah. It's yeah. the waiting that's the fun bit, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's one word starting with F. Uh, we then heard uh, from Sean Ross, uh, who said his favourite episode is episode one, Doomsplaining, because it started it all and because you both sound so unsure about discussing Doom Patrol. Little did you know that your show would spark the creation of two volumes and a TV show. That's right, Sean. 
That's right. You're welcome, we were, world. We were children back then. It was so long ago. Oh, we were so shy and quiet and timid. And, yeah. Yeah. Was, oh, it was a different time, different era. And yes, you're welcome. You're welcome, world, for the two new volumes and TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the fourth entry was from Tim Price, who said uh, that episode 100 was his favourite, uh, which is the one with Richard Case. Very mm. good. Yeah. Mm. And he said, um, said in a fourth grade school report monotone, my favourite episode of Waiting for Doom is 100 with the interview of Richard Case because he's a great artist and I love his work on Doom Patrol. And it was funny and cool and funny and it was good. And I got to meet him in person shortly after it came out. And he was really, really nice. <laughs> wow. I got to meet him at uh, Heroes Con. Oh, did, did you, you go to Heroes, Heroes Con? Con? Yeah, yeah, I got to meet him at Heroes Con too. Wow, we must have just missed each other by like a You've year been to or so. Con. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be an episode without mentioning that convention, <laughs> would it? Uh, the fifth entry we got was from Tim Styles, who said uh, his favourite episode is episode 144, Jailmate 2019, Blackest Night. Uh, the massive Blackest Night crossover was my very first exposure to Doom Patrol, and I have a soft spot for those two issues. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, well, fantastic. Mm. Um, the next we heard from Jimmy McGlinchey, and he said um, really liked episode 135, which was titled Welcome to Doom 2019. That was our first episode of this current year. Mm. Um, and he said, this is my favourite episode, as it was nice with the advent of the new Doom Patrol TV series which was amazing, although the ending could maybe have done with some tinkering, uh, that you spent time to give new listeners, and even old ones like myself who may not know every era, a primer into what the Doom Patrol is and what the different eras were like. Congratulations on approaching your 150th episode, and look forward to the next 150. Cool. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks. Yeah, it it is nice to to do those top-down views of, of, yeah, you know, the different Doom Patrol runs to give people a chance to catch up and, and see yeah. what they, they may or may not like. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the next entry we got came from David Sawatsky-Sage. I hope I pronounced that correctly, David. Uh, David said his favourite episode was episode 142, Happy Action-Packed Birthday, Beloved Doom Patrol. Uh, David wrote, Oh man, this has been my favourite episode of Waiting for Doom so far. What a treat. Keep it coming, guys. Cannot wait to hear your thoughts on Weight of the Worlds as it continues and looking forward to Season 2 of the show. Bono Tavada, darlings. Oh, and this was my favourite episode because we finally get to talk about Keith Gibbons' amazing run. Glad you guys loved it as much as I always did. Awesome. Thanks, David. Thanks, David. Um, Next, we heard from Ed Moore. Um, He's from Teal Productions. Um, I met Ed and his lovely wife at uh, HeroesCon. Oh, cool. Have you been to HeroesCon? I have, yeah. Ah, That's that's where I met them. And he said, episode 16, which is entitled, um, and you love this one, What? More Mento? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And he said... Uh, Ed said, this is my favourite episode because it was the first I found and listened to. You guys very quickly became part of my regular listening rotation. Well, oh, thanks very much, Ed. Thank you, Ed. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, uh, a long time sticking with us there. Yeah, that's that's a very deep cut, yeah. Uh, we then got an entry from Jack. And that's the only name they left us. Uh, and Jack said uh, their favourite episode was episode one, Doom Splaining. Uh, Jack wrote, this is my favourite episode because it all starts here. Yep. Mm. I do. Ha- I have a cat called Jack, but I just want to assure you that's not me entering. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Right, right. We never would have known if you'd just given it away. You would have got away with it too, <laughs> if it hadn't been for your own self-confession. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, next, we got a uh, an entry from Herman Lowe, who uh, is from Into the Weird podcast, if you know. Ah. Ah, he said, episode 101, Emotional Robots and Psychic Werewolves and Mysteries. Oh, my, is his favorite episode. And he said, this is my favorite episode, just like I said. Um, competition entry requirement. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because you, you expressed your love for the Legion. So that means you covered two of my favorite teams in this app, Doom Patrol and Legion of Superheroes. Woo! Nice. Yep. Two great yeah, players. I think it was me, me expressing my love for the Legion. I don't remember you saying that. Uh, yeah, yeah, mate. Well, you know. I probably cheered you on, you know. <laughs> that was a while ago, episode 101. Uh, we then got an entry from Jody Yerden, uh, who said that their favourite episode was episode 144, JLMA 2019, Blackest Night, because it harkens back to Blackest Night, symbolising the height of my comics buying mania. Uh, Jody said, I haven't read this since it was released. My only memories were that uh, it was the only way to obtain the Sinestro Core ring, but I'm I'm thankful the boys were there to jog my memory. To 150 more episodes and hopefully a follow-up to DCOCD2. Congrats. Awesome. Thanks, Jody. Fantastic. Our next person is Chase. I wonder if it's the Chevy Chase. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, they said uh, their favourite episode was 126, which is entitled Comic Book Science. Sci- uh-huh. uh, anyway. yeah. um, my favourite episode, th- this was my favourite episode because it was entertaining and gave me some good ideas on bargain books to try and locate. Yeah. Yeah. You're awesome. welcome. Yeah. Uh, Chris Lewis uh, was our next entrant, uh, and Chris said their favourite episode was also uh, 142, the happy action-packed birthday beloved Doom Patrol, and Chris said, this is my favourite episode because you never forget your first time. Wink emoji. <laughs> this was my <laughs> first... Barry White. <laughs> Uh, Chris wrote, this was my first episode of Waiting for Doom, having been lured into Mike and Paul's crazy world through the DC OCD Gateway podcast. Viva Dr. Heron Strangler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that this episode covers Volume 5, as it's one of the two volumes I bought and enjoyed back in the day. Volume 3 is the other one I collected, Dodge the Burn Bullet, after I read the Vampire slash Patrol slash JLA crossover. Since this episode, I'm going back through previous episodes to catch up, so thanks Paul, Mike and Wilfred for a highly entertaining podcast. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. And our 14th entry was from Baruch Nahon, who said, uh, episode 140, cloning around with the kids in Paris. That's a a Jeff Johns one. And he said, this is my favorite Waiting for Doom episode because one that it's the one that brings me back to the feelings I had back then. Burns run had left me quite depressed, not only due to the quality of his work, but also due to a a reboot, not a (laughs) reboot. That I felt was a kick in the balls by Cliff Steele himself. Ow! When I saw, ow, when I saw that the continuity was fixed again, it was like breathing again. This is an episode of Waiting for Doom that I love to hear every now and again. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Baruch. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, entry 15 came from uh, Arbad. Definitely a long-time listener. And uh, Arbad said uh, episode 72 was his favourite. Uh, that one's titled Raiding the Larder for Salami with Fractures. 
Who comes up with these? Uh, Abad wrote, uh, my favourite episode, probably. This week, a special guest discussed a terrific issue, uh, that being issue 118 of the great Drake and Premiani run. A sillier than usual episode that shows why Waiting for Doom is recommended for the Patrol's long-time fans and newcomers alike. Hashtag, well done, my Doom Patrol, well done. <laughs> yeah, and I just had fractures on DCOCD yes. for Crisis. Yes, and my goodness, I... I feel like I dodged a bullet with Final Crisis because, man, <laughs> there was some stuff that went on in that one, wasn't there? Oh, no, sure was. I, I listened to that. Job well done, sir. Job well done. <laughs> uh, next, we heard from uh, 80s Cyborg for our 16th entry, and they said episode 88, Snakes on a Dimensional Plane, was their favourite. <laughs> and he said, this is my favourite episode because the Rachel Pollock run was my introduction to the Doom Patrol, just like you, Mike. Yeah, um, cool. I found two issues at a used bookstore and bought them both. I had no idea what was going on, and Dorothy calling for the Doom Patrol to save her from her own hallucinations made me think that the Doom Patrol was some kind of nightmare-fighting superhero team, like the Jack Kirby Sandman. They are a bit at times. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Cool, thanks, Eddie Cyborg. <laughs> Entry 17 came from Scott Rowland, uh... Who, another vote for uh, episode 126, comic book Science, uh, and Scott wrote, My fave episode, despite covering my least favourite run, no thank you, Mr. Byrne, uh, because the thought of a grunt spin-off cracked me up. <laughs> Henry? 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 Henry! <laughs> I shouldn't say that too loud. One of our cats is called Henry, and I'm sure oh. he will think I'm calling him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Scott. Uh, Yes. Uh, our 18th entry is from Ted Killington, and he said 123, and he said, do you know it's Jail May 2018? This was um, the Silver Age we were covering yep. on Jail May that time. And said, one of the best, Here's uh, I was going to say, with one of the best podcast promos ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I still hear that. Yeah. <laughs> um, here is my entry for the contest. This episode is my favourite because the Jail May event inspired me to finish my collection of the Silver Age story. After buying and then reading the issues and then listening to the podcast offerings of the event, I decided I liked the podcast better than the comics. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair call. Yeah, fair call. Uh, and our final entry came from Mike Monrogue. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and Mike gave us a, a Bit of a different answer. Uh, Mike wrote in, My favourite episode is every one in which the burn run was lamented. I really enjoyed anticipating the questions, what sort of flashback or time travel bullshit yarn will burn weave next? And <laughs> in, in which lame and desperate ways will burn objectify females next? Yo guys, Waiting for Doom is consistently entertaining. Paul and Mike, thanks so much for 150 bundles of joy. Oh, uh, thank you. Thanks, Mike. Mike. Thank you. Okay, now, so yes, we have 19 entries. And so now is the time for the drawing of uh, the winner of the Silver Age Omnibus. So I've gone to calculatorsoup.com to their random number generator. Uh, we're going to have a minimum of 1 and a maximum of 19. We want to generate one number. Uh, thrilling stuff. Here we go. I am about to hit calculate. The answer is number five. Number five. Number five. That is Tim Styles. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. 
congratulations, Tim Styles. We will be in touch about getting to you uh, the Silver Age Omnibus. Oh, my God. Well, there you go. Wow. Okay, I'm going to stop recording this video now because it only has my audio, not yours. So there we go. We have drawn the um, the winner of the Silver Age Omnibus. And yeah, congrats, Tim Styles. So, uh, mm. and that brings us to pretty much the end of episode 150, Paul. Yeah, I can't believe we've done this many episodes, Mike. I know. I mean, I, I just want to say that um, doing this show has, you know, literally changed my life. I mean, I, I feel like it's, you know, connected me to a whole new bunch of comic fans. Um, you know, podcasters from around the world have made friends in places I never thought, and yeah, it's been fantastic. And um, not least of all is my friendship with you, Mike. So, oh, I mean, thanks, we, mate. We didn't really know each other when we started this, and uh, yeah, no, because I was actually doing a, a different podcast when you and I first met, uh, and uh, just as a a, a wild idea slash joke on Twitter one day, I said, "Oh, next podcast idea, a Doom Patrol podcast." And you got in touch with me and said, hey, if you ever do get that up and running and off the ground, let me know. And I was like, yeah, yeah all right. And that is that is how Paul and I met. Because Paul listened to the other podcast I used to do many years ago. And um, yeah, here we are today, five years later. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I, I really have to thank you for all you bring to the show as well. Um, you say things a lot more eloquently than I do. <laughs> Like, this episode being a perfect example, your feelings on, you know, the latest issue versus what's come before. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I I could not do this show without you. You are a, a true friend, and I am honoured to know and, and have met you. And, yeah, it, it would not be the same without you, my friend. No, so, well, uh, thank you very much for saying those nice things about you. I mean, most of the time I don't feel articulate. I feel like I'm, you know... Just struggling to find the words all the time. But um, as far as friendship goes, I would help you move. That's how... Wow. And <laughs> would you pick me up from the airport as well? I, I sure would. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And the nearest airport to me is like two and a half hours. So. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. And I think we also um, have to say a big thanks to our fans uh, because, you know, when we started this, we had no idea who was going to actually listen to a podcast about the Doom Patrol. Um, and and yet, we have people writing in and commenting on our site, and we have people interacting with us online, and it's it's been a wild and crazy ride. So, um, yeah. Yeah, thanks. and more people listening every episode, yeah. consistently. It's it's a crazy. It's just, it's... you know, I keep waiting for the bubble to burst, but, you know, you get, <laughs> you know... <laughs> More listeners every single app. Yeah. So so thank you, everyone who listens, who supports, who retweets, shares, um, tells their friends and loved ones and co-workers and family, which I'm sure some of you do. <laughs> Comments it, on the site. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Tim and Sean. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also appreciate, yeah, just, yeah, everyone who, who has ever commented, interacted, um, all of our guests that we've ever had, whether they be, you know, a comic book professional or just a fan of the patrol, um, you know, it's, it's been a lot of fun doing this. So, um, it's, it's amazing that we made it to 150 and that we're at volume five and, you know, we've almost covered everything Doom Patrol ever. So, Yeah. 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 Thanks to everyone who's ever sent us an email. 
yep. so many of you. Yep, thanks for the iTunes reviews. We've still got a few waiting for doing postcards left. If yeah. you want to, you know, give us a review, always appreciated. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling all loved up now. <laughs> oh. Oh. Skype hug, mate. Oh. oh, thanks, mate. Oh. So, um, what's coming up next on the feed, Paul? Um, I think it's time for the tiny little event called Blackest Night on DC OCD. Oh, oh that was a blip, Whoa. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the big one. And yeah. um, I think, what are we at? We're coming back next time with more Volume 5, perhaps? Correct, yeah. Uh, we'll be at issues 10 and 11, so we'll be at the halfway mark of Volume 5. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's gosh. going too fast, isn't it? It is, it is. Oh, gosh, gosh. <laughs> so do we have a question of the week for the next Waiting for Doom, Paul? Uh, we sure do, and it is, what is your favourite fictional bird or bird-themed character? Oh. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. That's a, what inspired that one? Um, well, I, I drive to work through the countryside, you know that? And yes. every now and again, I, my favourite bird in real life is the black cockatoo, because right. they are the opposite of the white sulphur-crested cockatoos, which are um, absolutely, you know, spastic the way they fly. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you want me to use a different word? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. We've come this far. <laughs> yeah, but a black cockatoo is, you know graceful and aerodynamic and they're they're kind of endangered but we see them quite a lot around here so i saw them flying past the other morning and i was just like oh birds are so beautiful that's uh, that's my favorite bird and then i went and started thinking about fictional bird characters etc and nice. um bird themed people and uh, yeah that led me to this question of the okay week. there we go all righty <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay i was thinking you were just gonna say oh because the pelicans in volume five but Obviously not. <laughs> you went the complete opposite way. All right. Uh, so anyway, guys, that is us for episode 150 of Waiting for Doom. Thank you for joining us for all these years uh, and for all these episodes. If you want to get in touch, you can reach us on Twitter at WFDPod. You can email us at waitingfordoom at gmail.com. You can check us out online also at the Waiting for Doom Facebook page or on waitingfordoom.com. Uh, and so, as always, guys, be good to each other. Stay weird. Don't be a crumb bum. And we will catch you next time for more Waiting for Doom. Waiting for Doom. <laughs>